0: Slides it out for Ekblad. back to Hoffman, blocked by Polak and twice! Another spectacular stop! Broussard tees it up and a save is made by Bobrovsky, Nelson, Marzell with the open net and he scores!
1: All right, everybody, welcome to the Thursday edition of the Locked On Islanders podcast. Lots to talk about today. We have more news from the National Hockey League and what they've made some decisions and how we'll discuss how that affects the Islanders and the league and the future of this season as it stands right now. We also will take a look back at a fierce battle between the Rangers and the Islanders back during the Islanders' dynasty years on this date in Islanders' history. And we'll have part four of my interview with WGBB Radio's Gary Harding as we talk a little bit about uh, Josh Bailey and the controversy surrounding the way fans view him. And we'll talk a little bit about also uh, possible ways the league can move forward with a postseason this year. As always, we'd love to hear from our listeners. If you have a question, a comment, uh, something that's on your mind, please send us an email. We'll answer all of your questions uh, on a show. Leave your name and where you're from. The email address on lockedonislanders at gmail.com. You can also follow the show on Twitter at lockedonisles and you can contact us that way. Or you could follow me on Twitter at IceWarsNYRVSNYI, and we'll also keep you up to date on all the latest NHL and Islanders news as it happens, so make sure you stay with us and follow us there. As far as the league is concerned, an announcement made on Wednesday that the National Hockey League has postponed The 2020 NHL Scouting Combine, the NHL Awards presentation, which is done in Las Vegas, and the 2020 NHL Draft. Now, the original dates, uh, June 1st through 6th in Buffalo, was uh, going to be the Scouting Combine June 18th in Las Vegas for the awards, and the draft originally scheduled for June 26th and 27th in Montreal, Uh, but as of right now, that is now been postponed indefinitely. The league releasing a press release saying, the location, timing, and format of the 2020 NHL Draft and Draft Lottery will be announced when details are finalized. Then it says, with respect to the NHL awards, The league looks forward to returning to Las Vegas in the future. Las Vegas has been the home of the NHL Award show since 2009, and we'll see. We will see what uh, the league decides to do. But again, as of right now, just some more cancellations being done. Now, we talked a little bit on yesterday's show about how the NHL you know, has looked into scheduling games in either July or August, told told ownership to examine whether or not their uh, arenas would be available. Uh, Islander fans certainly have to think that there'll be plenty of dates available at the Nassau Coliseum over the summer. The league also came out today with a, a statement that says the coronavirus pandemic is, quote, really just entering the rapid acceleration phase in North America, and the league's chief medical officer, his name is Willem Mielwies, and I hope I'm pronouncing that right, basically said the league is studying the situation daily and considering many scenarios for resuming the season, uh, which was paused March 12th. And, As of right now, uh, Miwi says, it's difficult to predict where the pandemic is going and what the timeline will be, but we do expect this is going to get worse before it gets better. And that's a direct quote from the NHL's uh, chief medical officer. So far, the league has stated that only two players, both of them members of the Ottawa Senators... Have tested positive for coronavirus. I know some employees of the arenas that different teams play in have also tested positive. But overall, right now, uh as far as the players are concerned, just the two players with the Senators who have tested positive. And the league has basically stated that, you know, they're gonna continue to tell the players to stay away. It's just a question of uh, when they're going to be able to allow players to come back and practice, let alone begin to play. Now, the two week mark is important. The league has basically said that, you know, if you haven't been exposed to anybody and you wait two weeks, that indicates that the possibility of catching it is pretty low. If you did indeed self quarantine, As of right now, League has instructed players and coaches and staff to self-quarantine through April 4th, so you're talking about a week and a half more, basically, but that remains fluid, and Bill Daly, the NHL's deputy commissioner, added, as we get closer to the date, we're going to have to make decisions as to what to do then. We're biting this off in chunks. That was Daly's statement about this. So at the end of the day, it's all going to depend on how quickly this spreads, where it spreads to, how many players, if any, are affected beyond the two that we already know about. And the thing you have to remember is that the league has to deal with, you know, 31 different cities with 31 different ranks and locations. And, you know, they have to deal with the worst scenario, uh, just as much as the, the the team that has the best scenario where nobody in their area or very few people in their area are affected by the coronavirus. So the league is staying on top of this. What we do know is they want to play hockey and they want to play it as soon as it's safe to do so. And we here at the Locked On Islander podcast will keep you up to date every weekday with the latest news from the Islanders, from the league, and hopefully we can stick our way through this, get to the other side safely, and resume hockey as soon as possible. We're going to take a little break. When we come back, we'll have this date in Islanders history, plus our interview, part four of our interview with Gary Harding of WGBB Radio and of the Islanders Booster Club. More to come right here on the Locked On Islanders podcast. All right, time for this date in Islanders history. We take you back to March 26th, 1983. Islanders and the Rangers at the Nassau Coliseum in a grudge match back then between two teams that this was really kind of the height of the rivalry between the Rangers and the Islanders. And folks, uh, the Coliseum was rocking on this night. Islanders get on the board first. Mike Bossy with his 56th goal of the year. Dave Langevin and Brian Trottier with the assist. Time of the goal 14:18, and just like that, it was one to nothing. Islanders. Islanders continued in the second period. Brent Sutter gets his 17th goal of the year from ex-ranger Mike McEwen and Clark Gillies at 5:27. And that is when things got a little bit crazy. Islanders held that 2 to nothing lead when the rough stuff gets going. For the Rangers, Chris Contos, 5 for fighting. For the Islanders, Bob Nystrom, 5 for fighting. Billy Carroll of the Islanders, 2 minutes for roughing. Dave Maloney, 2 minutes for roughing. And a game misconduct. And after all is said and done... The Islanders still led 2-0, ended up with a power play that they did not convert. Now, the Islanders increased their lead to 3-0 to late in the, or midway through the second period. It was Brian Trottier, his 32nd goal of the year from Mike Bossy and Stefan Pearson at 11-29. And just like that, the Islanders had a 3-0 lead over Glenn Hanlon and the Rangers. Billy Smith, so far, perfect through the first half, at least, of this hockey game. But the Rangers did battle back and make it close. With four and a half minutes left in the second period, Ron Greshner, who was injured most of that year, gets just his second goal of the season from Kent Eric Anderson at 15:24. That ended... Billy Smith shut out bid and made it a 3-1 to hockey game, and that's where the team stood after two periods of play. Meanwhile, in the third period, the Rangers cut the game to a one-goal lead for the Islanders. 11 seconds in, Mike Allison, his ninth from Barry Beck and Ed Johnstone, and it was 3-2 to Islanders clinging to that lead but they managed to hold on. Billy Smith making that one-goal lead hold up, and the Islanders escape with a 3-2 win, 20 saves for Billy Smith. The Islanders playing solid defense throughout. Multiple point games for Mike Bossy and Brian Trottier, each of them with a goal and an assist in this one. Stefan Pearson, the only Islander, who was a plus two in this game, no surprise, shots on goal, Mike Bossy had six of the Islanders' 27 shots on goal in this game, Trottier and Brent Sutter each had three apiece for the Islanders, and at the end of the day, the Islanders, who were trying to hold on to a home ice advantage for that first round of the playoffs— skated away with an important 3-2 win over the Rangers on this date in Islanders history, March 26, 1983, and believe it or not, of course, back then, these two teams would have met again in the playoffs that year as the Islanders were on their way to their fourth straight Stanley Cup. All right, we're going to take a break. When we return... We'll have part four of my interview with Gary Harding, and Gary talks about Josh Bailey and maybe a little bit why Islander fans took a little while to uh, warm up to Bales and uh, also talk about possible scenarios as to what the league can do once the season gets resumed. So more to talk about right here on the Locked On Islanders podcast. All right, time for part four of my interview with WGBB Radio's Gary Harding. He's also very involved with the Islanders Booster Club. Gary with uh, a lot of insight into all things Islanders. And uh, here we go with part four of our interview. One player who fans, I guess, had a little trouble warming up to at some point in his career is Josh Bailey. And here's a guy who's been an Islander now for uh very long time, one of, one of the longest tenured players on the team. Right now, he is fourth on the team with 43 points, actually tied for third with Anders Lee in that department. Why do you think fans were a little bit impatient with Bales earlier in his career? And, and do you think he deserved that lack, of criticism, uh, that lack of patience or that criticism that he was getting?
0: Well, I will tell you, I will give you a little story. Um, when my wife was, uh, she was also president of the booster club at the time that Josh Bailey, uh, when he was drafted by Gar Snow and right after the draft, um, they asked her to come down to IceWorks. Um, they were having, you know, he was, they were having like a meet and greet with some people and, and what Claire immediately, you know, um, gravitated to, to to Josh, you know, at the beginning, you know, he was not only was people repeating people meeting him, but Josh wanted to know about them, you know. So that was kind of the you know thing, you know. He, basically, you know, he was going to people, and he went to Claire and shook his hand and says, "And you are," and that just immediately got her, you know, to be a fan. And I really, you know, I won't say it took me longer. I don't, maybe it took me a year or two, but when he, I think when he finally you know got his foothold and felt a little comfortable i was very happy with how um how anders was was i mean not anders how josh played you know granted you know everybody sees him as as the number 6 you know pick of the draft or number 9 pick of the draft sorry um You just felt, you know, people felt, oh, he should be a 90-point, you know, an 80, 90-point player, a 40-goal scorer. You know, they expected so much out of him. But to me, and, and so many people, so many experts outside of this area say it about him, to me, he has got a tremendous hockey IQ. And the fans that really rip him apart don't don't realize or don't look or pay attention to the things that he's doing necessarily, not with the puck, but outside of the puck. Mm -hmm. You know, the thing, those certain little things, that's the little things that make a player a complete player, you know, and I am thrilled with Josh and I'm one, I'm one that's constantly defending him, you know, and people are going to be the way they are. I mean, you know, as, as many years as I've been following this team, there's always been, a go-to guy that you kick, you know, it was the Derek Kings, the Miko Macalas, you know, all those guys over the years, they the Andrew McDonald's, you mm-hmm. know, all these players over the years that Islander fans always have a hatred for or have a disdain for. It's never going to change. Josh is that person now. And, you know, some, and over the years, especially over the last couple of years, you know, he started to pick his play up. His numbers got better so they're warming up instead of you know ripping you know having the Josh Bailey ripping song that section 229 does now it's a positive song <laughs> mm-hmm. so you know people have warmed up to him and, and still a lot of people haven't but to me I uh, I'm always defending the play of Josh Bailey I wear my number 12 jersey with pride and um you know I think you know again everybody's expecting you know 70 80 points out of him he's got 43 points as you said tied with Anders for third on the team but it's the little things he does. It's not necessarily the stuff that puts him on the score sheet that I see that I don't think a lot of people really pay attention to. And that's what the why the guys on this team love Josh. Everybody gravitates to him on the team, it seems. And, you know, uh, that's why he's been a solid NHL pro for the last 11 years. And that's why he's currently fifth on the all-time games played list for the Islanders. And he's going to move up that list. You know, the longer he stays here, and uh, I'm I'm glad that he is.
1: Yeah, hard hard to believe he's that high on the list. It, it, he just, you know, it, it, it's almost like you said, where he does a lot of things people don't notice. He sneaks up on you.
0: He absolutely does, and it's not, you know, and he plays. The, to me, he plays the game the way you would hope that he plays. You know, I mean, there is intensity to him. You know, if something really ticks him off, he, he you know, he gets. He could be nasty if he needs to, you know. He plays, you know, whatever game you needed to play. If you needed, if you need to be, uh, you know, the, um, you know, the swift puck possession kind of guy, he'll play that. If you need to have him play the physical game, he can do that. He doesn't need to, but he can. So he puts into whatever role he needs to be a part of. And a lot of guys don't do that. They're, they they tend to be a little one dimensional. And to me, I think you know, Josh is the prototypical. I'll do anything for this team kind of guy. And that's, those are guys you want on your roster. Those are guys you definitely want, you know, to put out on the ice every night for you. And that's, you know, you know, that's, that's all I'll say about Josh.
1: I know it's impossible to know how long this uh, suspension will continue and whether or not there's going to be a post season this year, but What's your best guess? If if you had a crystal ball, what do you see coming down the pike from the NHL in the next few months?
0: Well, you know, Gary Bettman, like him or hate him. And I, I like Gary Bettman and, you know, to me, he's always going to side, you know, on what's best for the league. And I don't think he's afraid to, you know, enact on something that's different. Um, you know, with the lockout years and the, the reduced schedules, and and this and that, you know, you know, obviously it's hard to gauge what's going to happen, you know, because we don't know, you know, when things are going to be able to, I won't, I don't want to say relax, but the restrictions are going to be reduced, and you know, certain things are going to be, uh, you know, better, you know, for everybody to get again back to normal, but, you know, you've got a situation right now where You've got teams that, you know, you have an un- in balance, unbalanced number of games on certain teams. Certain teams have played two or three more games than others. You know, like I said, if, if they if they, play, if they just said, stop the season, playoff start now, we'd be on the outside looking in because, unfortunately, the Islanders have played two less games than teams that are in the playoffs. So if you put those two games in and say they won those two games, they would be in a playoff spot and the other team would be knocked out. So, You know, obviously the, um, you know, some of the scenarios have been, do you go by winning percentage, if you will, in that case, the Islanders would be in and Columbus would be out. Um, do you change your playoff system instead of make 16, you make it 20 and you make a best two out of three to get, you know, move into another round or, you know, have a one game playoff like the, uh. You know, like baseball does with the wild card. You know, there's there's so many different scenarios you can throw out there as to what's going on. And, and like I said, we don't. You know, there's so much of an unknown delta factor that's involved right now. You know, I'm sure over at Avenue of the Americas, they've probably had two or three dozen kinds of conversations saying, you know, if you know. If we end here, or if we start here, you got to give time to get the players back to game shape. Get them in training camp. You know, do whatever. Play an exhibition game if you have to. You know, you know whatever it would be. You know, we could probably sit here and give you. You know, give. We can probably talk 12 or 15 different scenarios as to what you know what's going to happen. Um, the only thing I can seriously hope. You know, and, and it's been Gary Bettman's wish from moment one is that he wants to award that Stanley Cup. He doesn't want to have to be like uh, 1919 where the Spanish flu stopped the Cup all, all entirely. You know, he wants to give that Cup away to somebody. And by God, you know, if, if if it goes, you know, into July or August and you have two weeks off to get ready for next year and start all over again, then so be it. You know, I don't think he's afraid to make that. Gary Bettman's afraid to make that decision and, uh, you know, do something totally off the, uh, off the wall to make something happen.
1: I want to thank Gary Harding once again of WGBB radio for joining us and, uh, taking part in this interview. We'll have the final part of that interview on tomorrow's show along with this Dayton Islanders history. And of course the latest news and notes from around the world of the New York Islanders. And please everybody, uh, We're going to get through this difficult time as long as Islander fans stick together and help each other through, and and I know we will. That's going to wrap up this edition of Locked On Islanders. Now, tell your smart device to play the most recent episode of Locked On NHL to get a national perspective on everything happening around the world of the National Hockey League. I'm your host, Gil Martin. Have a great day. See you all tomorrow, and let's go Islanders.